just how much should I be offended? <laughs> this is something that I debate often in my mind because the way the the current media cycle is, there's always something popping up. There's a new controversy and it flares up. There's this mass offence and before it even dies down, the next thing comes and the next thing comes and the next thing comes. And depending on what social groups you have in your life, if those groups aren't offended, it's not spoken about. But if those groups are impacted, it is the thing they're talking about. But because the news cycle seems to cycle so quickly between the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, and there's multiple things happening at once, what happens is is that it feels like there's this constant churning of offence and outrage. And this is nothing new. I'm not saying anything <laughs> insightful here. But it just makes me wonder, well, what what should I be offended at? If, if everyone's screaming about absolutely everything all the time, it's very hard to feel like anything matters. I'm just going to list a few things that have happened in the recent, recent history that just sort of went bang, 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 bang. And it, 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 it's, it's hard to sort of get my grounding on what I should focus on, what I should care, even if I should care. What is my opinion on these topics? I did a podcast a while ago talking about the Dave Chappelle controversy. That died down. But, you know, since then, the reason I started thinking about this podcast was a couple of weeks ago at times of recording, it was Australia Day. I'm in Australia. But every time Australia Day comes around, there's this push to change the date, to rename it to Invasion Day, to sort of highlight the historical issues that the colonization of Australia has caused. You know, a brief look into history will show that when one one technologically advanced nation comes to a non-technologically advanced nation, there's a clear winner and a clear loser and atrocities happen. And the ramifications of those atrocities continue hundreds of years down the line. You see it in America with issues around racism, post-slavery, you see it in every country. And we're no different. The way the natives of Australia were treated was not good, to say the least. But the point of this podcast isn't to get into the morality and the actions of those people from the past, per se. Because that's a whole other discussion, and, and, and I guess the, the, the reason I don't want to go into each topic and what I feel about it is because I, I recognize the absolute limitations of my knowledge. I am not educated enough to see the global picture enough. I don't have a, the historical perspectives to see the movement of people, to understand the economics, to understand the uh, socio-political religious motivations of the people coming to Australia. I don't understand the historical context of the native Aboriginals of Australia. I can see the results and I have opinions about the results and it's a tragic and atrocious and all of that sort of stuff that it, it's, it's hard to, to not feel something, but I don't have an answer to fix it. I'm not sure if it can be fixed. But in the lead up, maybe, maybe a week before Australia Day, and a couple of days after, there's this talk about changing the date to a different date to you know celebrate Australia, but not on that day because that was the day that 
you know, certain people came over or certain things happened. And for, for the natives, that's the, the day of invasion. So it's actually a day of pain and suffering. So we should change the day. Fair enough. But then to other people are saying, well, you know, like, yeah, that, that's true. But also this is our country. This is the day our country was founded. We weren't the people that did that. Yeah. We, we are, I suppose the, for a lack of better ex- expression, the beneficiaries of that terrible action. Yeah. We live here now, but it wasn't us. And there, yes, that's bad, but that, that bad part of our history doesn't take away from all of the good of our, you know, amazing nation. Australia is a wonderful place. There's no no other place in the world I would want to live. And obviously, I'm Australian, so it's easy for me to say that. Um, yeah, you know, and then like you, you add into the idea that you, no matter what historical context you're given, bad things have happened everywhere. Every every nation in the world has historical black spots. So should we just not celebrate that? Some people would say yes. Yeah, some people would say no. I could go on, but like I said, the point isn't to discuss what to do about Australia Day, because since that, since that happened, the next controversy has happened. And then the next one, right now, as I'm speaking, Joe Rogan's all over the internet for, for using racist language for um, basically just, you know, speaking incorrectly for, 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 for using the N word and, there's calls to, to pull him down. There's, there's issues related to how he talks about a variety of minorities, trans, Asians, blacks, whatever. Once again, it's not my place to give an opinion on each of those issues and on that topic. I listen to his podcast from, from time to time and I'm hyper aware that you could quote mine a lot of the stuff that he says to be taken out of context. That said, a lot of the stuff he says is ignorance. Um, you know, and, and if you've got a level of knowledge in that area, you can, in, in, in a area, you can sort of see where he's at fault. But on top of that, he also says like, you know, Hey, I'm an idiot. Don't, don't take my word from it. But on top of that, he is also quite popular. You know, he's one of the most, he, he's got one of the largest voices of an individual person in the world. There's, his reach is huge. You've got people speaking up, supporting and against and all of that sort of stuff. Should I take an interest? Should I be offended? Should I care? You know, it's, it's, it's a tough one because like part of me is like, what, what, what does it matter? What does it matter if he has certain opinions and beliefs? Well, he's got a reach. So that reach matters because if he speaks, someone that someone may be influenced to change their opinions and thus change their behaviors based on his ignorance. Okay, cool. But on the other hand, I also am a advocate of free speech and of the sharing of nuance and of discussion. And I know that if you look into his podcasts, he is nuanced when he discusses. He he might get it wrong, but the conversations that he have with a wide variety of people are quite invaluable because it's a back and forth. And one of my values is the the ability to discuss things from a nuanced perspective. This is part of the the reason why I have this podcast is so I can just sort of share my thoughts. Yeah, it's a bit of a ramble. It's a bit of a rant, but I want to uh, suggest that there is an importance to getting into someone's head or into a topic in an in-depth fashion. And the short form media that we have online isn't, 
isn't adequate. It's just, it's just, you can't get an in-depth knowledge on anything. You can't really be inspired to think unless you really engage with a topic. And once again, I, I find myself being quite ignorant to all of the different contexts. I haven't listened to everything he's had to say. I am not a part of, at the moment, one of the, one of the groups per se that is, is under attack. The thing is, is he's a comedian and comedians in general will make jokes and will make comments. And he's a person, he's a online podcaster. He will talk about a variety of topics. So if he's making jokes or if he's talking about a variety of topics and you happen to be a member of a group that is the, the victim or the subject, it is very easy to take offense during those times. And then it's very easy to look back and paint a negative picture of this person. And this doesn't apply just to Joe Rogan. It applies to, to every interaction. Because it's sort of leading to a point that I'm getting to is that people will have different opinions to you. It's very rare to find someone that you connect to 100% solid. Because there's a risk that if the moment you find a disagreement, you then cut that person because like think about what cancel cancer ah, canceling someone is cancel can culture <laughs> it is the act of canceling someone of deplatforming them of taking away their voice because they are saying things that you find inappropriate inacceptable inexcusable and to some extent i i do see that that may be necessary maybe I'm not, like I said, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't, I don't have the the morality or the philosophy or the politic, political mind to understand the ramifications of such an action. Because if you start deplatforming people, you're eliminating free speech. You start eliminating free speech. You quickly devolve into a totalitarian society because who chooses what is right? Who chooses what can be said? You know, and like it leads me down the dystopic mind frame. If, if, if no one can talk about anything, if no controversial topics can be broached, if we can't have this uneasy feeling, then we're going to quickly stagnate. You know, if, if, if it's, if it's hard to talk about a topic, if, if it's hard to sort of highlight that and have a bit of a back and forth without fear of being deplatformed, without your voice being removed. And you know what that means in today's day and age for some, for a podcaster, for, for any, any public figure is, you know, the elimination of their financial income, the ability to support their family. That means you're effectively risking their livelihood. If, 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 if people get continually deplatformed because they can't speak out, because they can't talk their truth, because they can't share what they're feeling, then they're less likely to obviously do that, which leads to less divergence in discussion which leads to more narrow, narrower thinking, which leads to a, a, a dystopically controlled state in which everyone's too afraid to say anything out of fear of being judged for their opinions. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't sound that great. But on the other side of things, I do recognize that words can lead to opinions forming, which can lead to belief, which can lead to power which can lead to action, which can lead to harm. So so then it becomes, well, okay, 
is there a line? What what is the line? And and the answer to this, I think, is it's a little bit of a self serving system. I was listening to a podcast. Uh, it was basically the idea saying in a dem- democratic country versus a totalitarian dictatorship, the democracy is a bit messier. You know, we might not get it right. We we instill a law, we instill a politician, we instill a uh, an agenda, and we see how it goes. And then we correct, we correct, we correct, back and forth, back and forth until we get it right. It means that in the short term, it's a bit messier. We have we have to have these conversations. We might go a bit too far, then we pull it back in a whole variety of, of different areas compared to a totalitarian state that's like, this is how it is. And that stops the, 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 the short-term turbulence. That stops the issues. But the problem is that in the short term, great, but over the long term, there's very limited ability to adjust. It's trying to shape the world to fit the narrative of a select few of the party of the dictator. That isn't sustainable. It will fall because the world is more complex than any one group can maintain. Whereas if we are more free, yes, there will be people in the fringes, but as a society, potentially we can pull it back. And obviously I'm thinking quite liberally and I'm thinking quite maybe I'm, you know, my, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a dreamer here. But I, I'm just, I just, I just have, have, have looked and just seeing the trends and, you know, reading a bunch of dystopic fiction. It's like, oh, I don't know if, if, if eliminating or if, if uh, deplatforming or if reducing free speech is a good thing. But then we look back at what's happened. What's happened to Joe? He's, he's, he's been put under pressure and he's come out saying like, hey, well, yeah, I did say some stupid things. I shouldn't have said that word. I shouldn't have spoken this way. But also, here's the greater context. This is what I meant by that. This is what the that story led to. This is, you know, if you take my words in a uh, clickbait, supercut, quote mind sort of thing, well, yeah, I seem like a terrible person. But if you just look at the whole clip, You'll see that I'm fine. And, you know, and these other clips, this isn't so great. Yeah, I was, I was ignorant. Because beyond all of this, right, people change. People learn. There's this problem with politics, but also with people in general. If someone says a tweet 15 years ago, not sure if Twitter's around them, but whatever. You say a tweet 15 years ago, you post something, you do something online, whatever. There's a record of you saying something that isn't what you believe right now. Well, the fact that you don't believe it right now shows growth. I've said and done and believed and all of these sort of things, things that right now I would look back on and be like, you, you idiot. (laughs) How could you possibly think, say, or do those things? But the thing is, I did them. That was me at that time. I was ignorant. And I'm, I'm certain now that I'll look back upon my past self you know, my future self will look back upon me right now and be like, oh man, I can't believe that you said and did those things. I've written books on <laughs> my book, uh, Kink is Erotica. And people have commented that some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people think that I'm promoting certain aspects of thinking. Other people are seeing the nuance underneath that. Some people are seeing a bit of the satire that I was going for, right? The point is, is I might look back upon that and go, man, I shouldn't have written that. I should have been more nuanced. But at the time of writing, that's what worked. That's what I believed I should have done. Okay? If in 30 years, societal norms have changed, right? In 30 years, 
society will believe certain things and morality will shift and it would be easy to look back upon my work and judge me based on future morality of my current statements that's scary right Let, let's let's play it back a little bit look at some of the most popular movies or songs or tv shows or whatever of 50 years ago of 100 years ago classic works of literature right <laughs> and you will see themes and topics and characters that are obnoxious obtuse disgusting you will see things that by today's standards are horrible wrong but it wasn't wrong back then so should the author if they're still alive be judged based on what they wrote back then should the creators and the, those people doing those things be judged by today's standards i don't know i'm not convinced like like a woke person back during the american civil war was someone who might have said well okay let's not have slavery but i'm still for segregation that might have be, been <laughs> someone that is the epitome of wokeness or even even a step back maybe we maybe we shouldn't treat our slaves as badly as we do right that that's moving towards the human rights and the dignity of today's age it's a very very small step and if that person was alive today and they're like they were saying like hey we should have slaves but we shouldn't we shouldn't beat them you'd be like dude you need to come a couple more steps right but the thing is is in you know 100 years 200 years 300 years right morality will shift it will change it will grow it will evolve and what was right today what was seen as comedy today what was seen as wokeness today will shift imagine if in some far flung future 50 100 years 200 years whatever however long it takes the technology to invent lab grown meat is created yeah so they take the cells from an animal they grow the meat in some factory and it's that that's the meat and if you think about what that does it means no animals would have to die and it would mean that the pollution would be significantly reduced that farmland could be turned back into nature um the the transportation costs like there, there's so many different run-on effects so it seems on the whole quite positive but you could easily look back upon people of today's day and age and judge them harshly you know can you oh my god i can't believe they ate, they ate so much meat all those animals dying all the impact upon nature yada yada but it's the social norm of this era to do that it wouldn't be fair to judge future people by sorry past people by that future standards because that option was not available but even if it was available it wasn't the social norm and it's very hard for most people to step outside and look to the future and sort of future proof their work and to do so would destroy the art because that's another thing if you want to be if you want to create art if you want to you know and talking about anything here but like you know comedy novels whatever it is you have to risk pushing that line you have to risk writing something that will offend 
being offended doesn't mean you have a right to anything. It just means that you're offended. <sighs> here's the thing, like, people come out about certain groups and things that I myself am a member of. I don't share it much because I'm still sort of working out how I feel about it all, but I have issues with sexuality and gender and all of that sort of stuff. And and my, my opinion on those topics are relatively controversial in the sense that I feel I feel a certain way in my body that isn't always strictly masculine. Maybe it would be genderqueer, maybe it's 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 it changes, I don't know. But I don't necessarily agree with the narrative that people, you know, quote unquote, in that group try to push. And I'm also not against a discussion of it. And I'm also not against comedy that, quote, targets that group, even though I'm somewhat of a member of it. Because, and I think this is part of the issue, I don't Although I have those issues, it is not the forefront of my identity. It is not the thing that I hold as the deepest truth of myself. It is an aspect, and I can see where people are being ignorant, and where they should maybe pull back or get more educated, or all of that sort of stuff. I can see where they're being not so not so um, uh, kind. Maybe they could deliver the information in a, in a better way. But the point is, is... It's sort of like I'm, it, it is not the core crux of my identity, and thus I'm not as deeply impacted when someone talks about it. And that's not just true for that. It's the same thing for mental illness. It's the same thing for a variety of different minorities that I will find myself in. But because I don't identify with those minorities fully, I feel like it's not impacting me fully. I feel like it's not I can see I can see the worth in having the discussion. But once again, if if someone's if someone's uh, words cause discrimination and act, you know, ugh, it's it's a tough one. And this this is this sort of ties it all back in. I don't know what that line is. I just know that to 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 try and silence someone leads to bad things happening, historically, and logically. I don't know the right answer, and I'm not here to provide a solution. But it, it, it's it's worrying. It worries me that there's always something to be offended about because the news cycle is so pushing, and it worries me that so many people are offended. The 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 the, the real big example that I'm sure you can relate to is COVID and vaccines and you know, all of those sort of things. Because because he, 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 here's the thing, right? There's people on the fringes of both sides of the COVID debate. Australia, and in particular Victoria, had where I live, the state that I live in, had some of the most strictest lockdowns in the world, the longest lockdowns. It wasn't fun at all. And we had some protests, but it wasn't that... It wasn't take. It wasn't like. It wasn't a very very mass thing. The general population just sort of took it. And since then, we've had a basically a vaccine mandate. Get your two vaccines. 
or else you pretty much can't work unless you work from home. So for me personally, I, I got vaccinated. Um, not really because I want to, but I felt pressured to do so. I felt sort of the, 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 the oppressing hand of a government forcing me to do it. Not saying that I wouldn't have got it done, but I didn't like that I was forced into it. And uh, speaking to a lot of people that I know, most people sort of fit into that line. They're like, they weren't happy about the lockdowns, but fair enough. They weren't happy about the vaccines, but fair enough. They would have preferred a different response. They would have preferred a better governmental thing. Most people are sitting in the middle. They want to stay safe, but they also want to get back to it. And they're looking at the rest of the world going like, can we just, you know, get in line? Should we maybe should have used that lockdown time to develop hospitals better? Whatever. But there's a fringe on both sides. And the fringe, there's a fringe on one side that absolutely refused to get vaccinated. They're like, oh, I can't work. Fine. I'll sell my house rather than get vaccinated. I'll sell my house to survive because there is in no way am I risking this vaccine. There's no way about it. And on the other side of things, you know, they're willing to sell their house that they live in and just, you know, deal, wait it out. And then on the other side of things, I've heard of people breaking up, you know, as in like, if you're not on the same level of, 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 you know, get vaccinated, hide from COVID, I am, I'm breaking up with you. Marriages have broken up. People, I've seen people that are going, you know, we're, we're basically let out. There's no lockdown now. We still have to wear masks in the shopping centers, whatever. But some people, you know, society's basically open. But some people are still self-isolating. They are not leaving the house and they are absolutely paranoid. I read some of their posts on social media and they are like absolutely pushing the, the, the hype train that is be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. Because they are. <laughs> what, what should I think? How should I think? How offended should I be? What should I believe? Oh, it's just so hard because it just feels like there's so much information coming at me and so many different people saying so many different things on every topic. You know, you look into to, to the vaccine hesitancy and you can trace it back to a variety of different sources. Some legitimate, some made up. It, it, it's, it's so convoluted. You look at conspiracy theories around you know, the money for the companies making the vaccines. You look at, on the other hand, like the legitimate impact of an unchecked um, pandemic, right? I don't know what to think. And once again, I am too too ignorant, too dumb. I don't have the time. I don't have the analytical mind to siphon through all of these legitimate articles. I don't know how to find them. Like I went through uni and I struggled because that process is hard. You know, it's a hard thing to understand scientific literature, but it's harder still to to navigate the current world we're in. Who do I trust? Who do I listen to? Everyone's screaming about everything all the time. My God, it is just so damn loud. Everyone is talking about everything. And this is the thing. Once, you know, I haven't heard anyone talk about Dave Chappelle recently, right? I I haven't heard anyone talk in, you know, in the last week about the Australia Day thing. You know, COVID keeps popping up, but in a couple of years, people won't be talking about it, right? And I'm sure the Joe Rogan thing will die down in a couple of weeks. What should I care about? I, I don't know. And, and and this is the thing, beyond all of that, right, there are real geopolitical stuff happening that's just sort of just creeping in there. Like, you know, Russia's doing stuff with Ukraine. 
Hmm. Or climate changing. Hmm. Or AI being developed, right? Yeah, you just, there's just so much. And I know that in, you know, tomorrow I could look online and there'll be another thing to be offended about. And then the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. And it's all seemingly designed to just keep me on the treadmill of the news media, of social media. Keep being engaged, keep checking in, keep sharing. And this is the thing, even this podcast itself is a product of that. I guess what I want to, what I, what I want to like really highlight, like on all of those topics that I've mentioned, I don't, I don't have a strong opinion either way because I don't feel qualified to have a strong opinion either way. I, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, it's really hard. I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is it would be good to be able to turn off and take times in silence, and to step back and evaluate how you're feeling. I had the desire to say this today to someone, but, like, yes, your group is being the target, but, like, should you change your opinion of someone? It's hard to articulate what I'm trying to say, but I would like to instill the value of introspection. I I highly value introspection. And I guess, let's say there's someone that I found engaging and I'm like, okay, I value this person. This, this person's an online intellectual speaker. I, I think that they're, you know, they're pretty good, you know. And there's a few of them that I do follow. If one of those people said something that offended me, my hope is that I wouldn't switch on them. My hope is that I wouldn't just quickly go black and white. Okay, you were good and now you're bad. My hope is that I would look at that offense and try to analyze it, try to step back and mindfully see it for what it is. Okay, this person said something that is offensive. Okay, I'm feeling this way. Why am I feeling this way? How am I feeling this way? Where are these feelings leading me? What should I do about these feelings? Is there something to be done? Do I need to question the other stuff this person has said? Why, why do these words particularly impact me, but when someone else says it, it doesn't impact me? Do you see what I'm going for here? Because let's say one of these people that I follow online, one of these famous people, one of these intellectuals, one of these whatevers, you know, the people that I listen to in a podcast, if they say something that like, you know, rips the bandit off the wound that sort of like rubs me raw in some, some, some capacity, wouldn't it be a learning experience to wonder why that is the case rather than just to, to turn on them and then to completely invalidate everything positive that that person has added to my life. I read it. Um, I've been reading the book, the three body problem at the moment, and it's, it's absolutely amazing. The trilogy is incredible. And in one tangential story in there, a character basically create one of the characters of the book creates a fictional character and falls in love with her. So the book, there's a character in the book who writes and creates in his mind a fictional character and falls in love with this fiction. And he ends up seeing a psychologist and he's like, you know, like, hey, help me, I'm, I'm deluded. And the psychologist says, there's nothing wrong with you. Everyone is deluded. Everyone, when they get with someone, gets with the fiction, gets with the belief of that person. You fall in love with someone 
but it's not actually them. It's what you think they are. I've fallen in love many times, but it wasn't with them. It was with the idea of them. And that's sort of what the discussion in this book, The Three-Body Problem, talks about. And it says, basically, the psychologist in the book says, you know, like, everyone's in that in, in that boat. And when you discover that there's a difference between what you believed them to be and what they actually are, that's the that's the gap. You've got to bridge that gap if you want to have a main and have and maintain a relationship. I've been with my wife for years now, um, maybe going on 12, 13 or 14 years. <laughs> Can't remember the exact date, whatever, of <laughs> when we first got together. We, we, we've been married for over eight years. It's, you know, great. But the person who I thought she was compared to who she is now is not the same. And that's okay. She's changed over that time. And she wasn't the person that I thought she was, because how could she be? How could I possibly know the entirety of her? And in the same way, I'm not that same person. I most certainly have changed physically, mentally, structurally, like everything has changed. Not everything, like, like you know, there's a lot has changed about me over those times. She's not perfect. I'm not perfect. But bridging that gap between what I expected or what I thought compared to what she is, there is something to be said about that bridging because there's a risk. If I find that there's, you know, she disagrees on something, which we do, some of them quite, quite significant. Should, like, well, what's, what are the options here? Like, do, do we break up? <laughs> you know, does, you know, that, that seems a bit extreme, right? Or do we navigate that? Do we discuss it? Do we, do we allow that space of difference? If we align 90% of the time, is that enough? Is it possible to be aligned 100% of the time? I don't know. Like, I mean, hell, I don't even align my, with myself 100% of the time, right? <laughs> I know I change depending on my mood, on my what I've consumed that day, what I've been thinking. <sighs> right? So, what I'm, trying, what I'm driving at is that you... If you, if you discover that someone is, doesn't fully align with you, that they say something offensive, that they, that they aren't exactly what you believe in them to be, it'd be a terrible idea to chuck the baby out with the bathwater, right? It'd be terrible to disregard everything. What perhaps you could learn from that 90% of them. Perhaps you could take from that person. You could gain from them. You could enjoy their company, but just not in that area. You don't have to change the world to your ideals because perhaps your ideals aren't 100% solid. Look back over the past. 10 years ago, that person was an idiot. But if that person was pushing people to believe what that person believed, then that person is now making the world into an idiot, right? If I push you to change your opinions and beliefs to what I believe now, (laughs) I might be wrong. But I'm also hyper aware that this podcast is doing just that, just with a bit more nuance, right? It's like, hey, be introspective. Think about this. Don't judge. But in the future, I might be like, no, there are some fundamental rights that shouldn't be done, or this is what people must believe due to a certain level of contemplation that I had, right? So even I'm guilty of this in this podcast right now. I wrote an intro to the next book I'm writing. The next book I'm writing is going to be a, 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 a poetry book collection called Bound to the Wings of a Butterfly. 
and in that the intro basically is a discussion of the purity of art and I haven't finalized it so I'm not going to read it now but the book will come out hopefully within a month anyway the basic crux of that introduction was that no matter what you do the artist leaves a level of themselves consciously or subconsciously on the art and you can't take the artist out of the art great art will move someone and will you know shift the very fabrics of their of their being but to the artist there'll be always in a level of themselves in that art that's why they don't you know a lot of artists the cliche doesn't like their art but beyond that all art leaves traces of the artist so it never can be pure the reason i'm saying that is is that no matter who you're speaking to no matter what you're listening to no matter how you're engaging with content there will always be a level of that person's humanity contained within it and that's okay and that should be accepted that should be explained and it's wonderful and you know if someone says something that's a bit controversial they should rightly so get some pushback you know hey check yourself here check yourself for these reasons and if someone says that to you you should take a good look at yourself and go okay yeah i'm checking myself fair it's hard it's hard to look and sort of apply that lens you know i've had a couple of people say like hey hey zach like you know when you speak or say or do these certain things you come across this way ooh okay i really should check myself on that and i do whether or not i change my behavior is on me whether or not i agree with them is on me but at least i take that moment to step back and go okay hang on a second you you might be right so if someone or some something sort of comes out and says you know the next big thing that causes a controversy yeah take a step back look at yourself how are you relating to it i don't know anyway i'm going to end it here like i said new poetry book coming out soon i'm excited to bring it to you i'm going to read the uh introduction to that to that book at some stage um but stay tuned i'm i've got another project coming very shortly i'm <laughs> i'm going to re 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 release lucidity um it's got it's going to have its own website i'm super excited about that i'll talk about that at a later stage as well when i've sort of finalized exactly how that's going to look but i'm getting pretty close to that one as well i've got a bunch of stuff coming out i'm super excited so thank you thank you for your support and wherever you're listening to this if you can um just rate and review it it really does help it lets the algorithms know that i exist and if you can share it with someone that you think will appreciate it because the more people that get on board the more I can grow the more time I can dedicate to talks like this so if you enjoy it rate and review share it and yeah cheers have a great day